We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome in Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com, your home for everything Lakers. This is the LakersNation.com podcast, Spaces Edition. We'd hop on here and chat with everybody about a few topics. Lakers trades got a little bit of insight into what's really going on with the Indiana Pacers. We need to chat about that as well. What's happening around the NBA and why it just might pay off for the Lakers and for all of us to remain patient, even though that might not be the most fun Thing to do at this point. Joining me, we do have a few people coming in from LakersNation.com. We've got Ryan Ward, Sean Spaces Davis, who I think contractually has to be here if he's going to maintain that nickname. Matt the Optimist Peralta and Ron German all joining as of this moment. Ryan, let's start things off with you. How are you doing, man? Good, dude. Good. Just waiting around like all of us. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really where we're at right now, isn't it? I mean, we're just kind of waiting for something to happen for the other shoe to drop. Matt, Ron, Sean, how how are you guys doing? Are you guys hanging in there at this moment, or are you guys kind of like me, where you're you're still jumpy every time your phone goes off? I'm doing well. I'm just enjoying this new moon, like Kyrie Irving, but otherwise, same old, same old. <laughs> <laughs> Ron, how about you? How are you, how are you doing? Doing all right. I mean, I, I had a feeling this was going to go till like mid to late August anyway. So I've kind of just been uh, enjoying the enjoying the ignorant bliss of uh, of knowing nothing's going to happen. <laughs> I, I'm hoping that something happens sooner rather than later. But I agree that at this point, it doesn't feel like it's like imminent or anything like that. Sean, again, you, your nickname is Spaces. So this is your domain. How are you feeling? I'm all right, man. Just uh, casually waiting around. Um, good news is you and the rest of the fans can leave me alone about that Lonnie Walker breakdown now. But uh, yeah, just waiting around. Yeah, so that, that's kind of a big thing here, right? Like, we've been hearing about this legendary Lonnie Walker breakdown that was coming via Sean Spaces Davis. We've been hearing about it since the moment Lonnie Walker signed with the Lakers. Since the news broke, it just right as I hit start on spaces little email popped up there it was there it was so that look for that to debut 
tomorrow on the LakersNation.com YouTube channel. John, thank you for your, your timeliness with that one. Of course, man. You know I had to come in at the right time, as always. So, you know, something special for you. <laughs> Fashionably late. That's okay. Hey, so I, I got to throw this out here, guys. On uh, on a podcast that I was just listening to, this is an Indian Pacers podcast. And this is, you know, hat tip to, to Lakers Reddit for finding this one. This is a podcast called Setting the Pace. And they do a really nice job. I've, I've heard this podcast before, and they had uh, Bob Kravitz from The Athletic on. And they started the show talking about the Lakers and Pacers situation. And I thought they gave some insight, was, which was really interesting. And looking at it through the Lakers lens, there was a part of it that was actually kind of funny. But they were shocked, particularly Bob Kravitz of The Athletic, was shocked that the Lakers are not willing to give up both first-round picks in order to get Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. In fact, he used the phrase starting point, that the two first round picks should be the starting point in any kind of a deal with the Pacers and Lakers that would see Russell Westbrook go to the Pacers and Miles Turner and Buddy Heald go to the Lakers. So let me just throw this out there to the group. Are you in any way in, in agreement with that, that the Lakers should indeed be willing to give up both of those first round picks? I guess I'll go. <laughs> um, I I mean, what are they going to do, man? If they can't get Kyrie, which looks like less and less of a possibility, um, why not? I mean, we're, we're talking about 2029, right? Like, who cares, man? You got to get better now. I mean, once LeBron leaves, like, what what do you do after that? I mean, it will, it will, what do we know? How how is AD going to be? Years and years of injuries piling up. Like I just your your windows now, your windows now. And and that was their argument was that look the Lakers they have to win right now. Why do they care about a pick in twenty twenty nine? That was that was the argument from the the Pacers side of things. I've seen a lot of now Ryan, you're on that side. I've seen a lot of people on the Lakers side who have said. No, you don't give up both first because you are going to need one of those other firsts to go do something with because Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, that's not enough. Like, you go get those guys. Are you then saying, okay, we have a decent shot at winning a championship? Nah, pr- probably not. Does it make you better? Yes, but good enough to get you to where you want to go? Probably not. So I, I, I think I, I kind of agree with that. But, like, at the same time, like, it's not like teams are jumping at the chance of, of making a deal with the Lakers, you know? It's like the, the Lakers. I've never seen the Lakers so like desperate to make a move and no one's willing to work with them. They're just, everybody's trying to fleece them. And, and the, the sad part is there's not much to fleece, right? Yeah. So it's like, if you got these assets and you're looking way into the future, like just do it now. I mean, the things change over the years, you know, I mean, they, the Lakers do so well at drafting. What's wrong with just going after second round guys? for the next few years. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just go all in, do what the Lakers are famous for by going all in and see what happens. And, uh, you know, as long as they don't make another dumb move like the Westbrook trade, <laughs> then why not? Do you, I mean, let's, let's be honest. We've, we've ripped the Lakers a little bit for making bad trades and for overpaying it, even for deals that looked solid on the surface for overpaying for missing on singles essentially would that be a concern at all like would you feel like two first round picks would be any kind of an overpay since you're on that side of the, the argument 
I think it is. It is an overpay, but I think that's the only choice they have. You know, I'd, I'd understand if there were multiple things that are going on here and there's multiple options, but there's not. So, like, why not go for it? I mean, in retrospect, <clears throat> if last year they got Buddy healed, I mean, how much different do you think things would be right now? I mean, I don't know if it'd be drastically different, but I definitely think they would have been better off. Right? Oh, they wouldn't sure. be st- stuck with you know an anvil of a contract like Russell Westbrook, <clears throat> and a position where they have to do something because it's gotten so toxic. It's just uh, do what moves you, you you can do, you know. Because I think if they go into the season as is, it's not going to end well, uh, or it'll just be kind of a you know a mediocre year, I mean, and then it all leans on Hill help too. If they get banged up, they're kind of kind of screwed. Yeah, I agree with that. They have to do. They can't go into the season with the roster as is, despite what Darvin Ham has said. I think that you need to do something because this roster is not ready. They're not ready for prime time. They're not ready to start the season with this group because on paper it doesn't fit that well. It's a little bit clunky. But a Kyrie Irving and Joe Harris, Buddy Heald, Miles Turner, those types of guys would I think go a long way towards making some things click. But Ron, I need to come to you because I don't think I've gotten your take on this, we, Matt. And I, Matt and Sean and I have talked about it quite a bit on some of our live shows. Where do you stand on all of this? I, I know you bring some interesting perspectives to the, the valuation discussion. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. Two firsts for that is is certainly an overpay. Like there's there's kind of no way around that. Um I, I I think patience is the best bet here. Like Miles Turner, what, his value is not gonna skyrocket in the next two months. Like He's not going to magically wake up tomorrow and be worth, you know, a first round pick. Like if no one's paying a first round pick for him now, no one's going to pay a first round pick for him in September. So you have you have this opportunity to kind of sit on your bets, wait for a Kevin Durant raid. Then you can go after Kyrie Irving. And if that falls through, you know, you go back to the Pacers and you say, OK, let's let's talk. But let's be realistic. Let's do one first in a couple seconds or, you know, you could take THT like whatever, something, but be patient. I, I need to throw this out here because this this was the aha moment for me as I was listening to Bob Kravitz talk again on that Setting the Pace podcast. And once again, give them credit. They did a, a nice job. They they believe that the Lakers should, cl- should clearly give both second-round picks. But again, that's from – or both first-round picks. But that's from that perspective, so totally expected there. But Bob Kravitz said very matter-of-factly, that Miles Turner will not sign an extension with the Pacers, that he will not stay past this contract, and he will not have any interest in signing any kind of extension with them. And that's coming on the heels of not understanding why the Lakers would not put in two first-round picks. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on that? Does that change? Does that change the equation here? Does that? To me, that was kind of the aha moment where I went, okay, if that's what's out there, that Miles Turner is not long for the Pacers that they need. They went on to say that they have to trade Miles Turner sometime before the trade deadline. If that's the case, I think that's the answer for why the Lakers would be hesitant to give up to first because they'd have to feel like there's at least a little bit of leverage there if it's very clear that Miles Turner isn't staying with the Pacers past this season no matter what. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of laughable. How are you going to question the Lakers not wanting to give up two first and then immediately say that right after? 
Um, I think Miles Turner, if he's healthy, is a great player. And I think in a vacuum, he's worth a first-round pick. But given his contract status as an impending restricted free agent, uh, his injury history is also concerning. Um, I think the Lakers are right not just cave and give up two firsts for both him and Heald. Um, and we've talked about this a bunch of the live stuff, so I won't I won't litigate it too much. But I mean, are we are we sure Buddy Heald is a is a positive value right now? Are we sure Miles Turner is a positive value given what we just talked about? Um, I think Ron's absolutely right. I mean, nothing's going to change between now and training camp if Kevin ends up not getting moved, and it looks like Kyrie's going to stay in Brooklyn. The Lakers can revisit Indiana talks in September and get the same deal done. So I, I think the Lakers are playing this right. Sean, you spent a lot of time looking at different offenses. And and I, I lean more on the side of Matt that, that, yes, as well as Ron, that the Lakers are probably playing this correctly, that you can always walk it back if you're really put into a corner and say, okay, fine, two first. But for the time being, until you're at that point, I'm okay with them trying to get the better deal. Uh, I think the Pacers are going to look to try it. I think the Pacers are going to move Miles Turner before the season starts. I think that's going to be their goal. And maybe the Lakers can take advantage of that. But of course, the Pacers are going to flip it around and say, well, you know, Russell Westbrook, the Lakers want to move him before the season starts because you don't want to bring him in a training camp. But, but Sean, X's and O's wise, how much better are the Lakers realistically if you replace Russ with Miles Turner and Buddy Hill? Uh, the you are now put giving Darvin Ham two guys that almost perfectly fit what he's looking for offensively or what we think he's looking for offensively. I kind of hint at him, man. Like, first off, Miles Turner, his ability to, to stretch out the floor and drag the opposing big out of the paint and be able to knock down threes, and that'll allow AD to kind of control the mid-range game and down low on the block. Um, but you can just do so many more cool stuff of having Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, Buddy Heald being your sniper in the offense um, that can really get quality looks you're – Assuming because of the effect of having LeBron James and da- uh, almost a Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis on the same floor, and then obviously defensively with Miles Turner, um, him being an anchor, and it allows Matt said this as well as well in the past that Miles Turner allows Anthony Davis to not have to do everything defensively. If AD gets switched onto wing, you're not worried about if you're Anthony Davis. So crap, I got to go cl- crash the glass. I got to get every rebound because I have six five and under on the floor. You have Miles Turner out there. He can worry about some of those other responsibilities as well. So X's and O's wise, the Lakers are easily a better team. And I think there's more creative things that Darvin Ham is able to do if you throw in a Buddy Heald and a Miles Turner. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think it is. It would be a much more enjoyable season. Just the question is, what price do you have to pay to get there? And again, I, I still think that's below a Kyrie Irving trade that you do that. First and foremost, everybody listening, I am going to bring some people up on stage to discuss uh, some of this stuff. So let me start uh, doing that. We're going to try with uh, Shabon here and see if we can get uh, get Shabon in and pose some questions to the group and, and chat a little bit. Shabon, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, again, it's an honor right here to speak with all of everybody in here because I think this is a foundation when it comes to the Lakers podcast in my opinion and when when it's talking Lakers basketball I think Laker Nation is a foundation and where it started everything in my opinion but again thank you to everybody in here uh, for working on their asses off it's my language and putting on like 9 p.m like live streams and everything talking about everything especially in the middle of a off season that's been dry right now so uh, my opinion on this I think what what the Rob is doing is doing a 
Good job right now. He's waiting. Again, you don't want to do a buddy with a Moss Turner trade right now. And I think Rob has seen it. You don't want to do a Utah Jazz trade or a Knicks trade or a Pacers deal right now because let's just say you do that, right? And if you do that, the next day, let's just say, for example, Kevin Ray is traded to Boston and Kyrie Irving is available. And you can't trade for Kyrie because you traded Westbrook in the draft picks for Buddy Hill and Miles Turner. And you kind of waited a deal to get Kyrie instead. You got Buddy Hill and Miles Turner. I think that's where I see it from Rob. I think he's doing a good job. In my opinion, he should wait. I think Jovan Bua had a great point today when he was in Chris Canelo's uh, podcast. And it was like the more and more longer the Lakers wait, the more and more leverage they get. The more and more teams are going to be calling for Russell Westbrook, and his expiring contract becomes valuable of forty-seven million. And I think, in my opinion, the more and more longer the Nets wait, the more and more longer Kevin Durant's going to be impatient and ask out because I don't think Kevin Durant's coming back. I think Katie wants out. Like this talk that Kevin Durant. He's going to run it back or he's going to stay. It's all lunacy to me. It's all fantasy to me. Because when I look at it, the more and more they wait, the more and more Kevin Durant's going to become impatient. Like, yo, you got to get me out of here, bro. I'm serious. Like, I know y'all say y'all doing y'all due diligence. For me, you're not doing a good job. I want out. And, hell, he might say I might not show up at training camp, you know. Um, so when I look at it from Kevin Durant, when I look at it from the net point of view, I know, yes, Kevin Durant got four years on his contract. Who knows? He might return. He might He might be forced to play, and he might stink it up on purpose so he can cause the Nets winning games So because he wants out. I mean, we saw it with James Harden. We saw it with other players when they were disgruntled. I mean, Anthony Davis was just like New Orleans even realized that it was a mistake having Anthony Davis stay in the second half of the season. So when I look at it, when I look at it from the Lakers side, they're doing a good job waiting because you don't want to get a deal done hurry. You have to wait so you could get the best deal possible. And that best deal, I think, for everybody is Kyrie Irving because if Kyrie Irving comes near, he makes this team a top three team and a championship contending team in the Western Conference. When you get Buddy Hill and Miles Turner, you become a playing team with Russell Westbrook you get bumped into a playing team to a fifth seed with Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. And right now, in my opinion, Buddy Heald and Miles Turner are negative assets. So you're basically giving up two first-round picks for negative assets. Nobody wants Buddy Heald. When he was with the Kings, I'm a, I live in Sacramento, so I watch Kings games. Kings games are on my TV. He was a negative asset. Nobody wanted him. He was in the trade block for three years. Nobody wanted him. He was overpaid. He makes $22 million. Teams around the league think he's a negative asset. When you look at Miles Turner, Miles Turner, he's a great player. But here's the thing. No team, every team does not want to get him. Because if a team wanted to get him, then they would have got him right now. No team, no team, a contender that needs a big guy or a team that needs a center is going after him because they see his injury history. And his contract, because you don't, you don't want to give up a first-round pick for a dude that's going to offer a max or near a max, or you might let him walk. So if I'm the Lakers, in my opinion, I don't even think the Pacers deal is my plan B. My plan B is getting that Utah Jazz package, because I think that Utah Jazz package with Mike Conley, Bogdanovich, Beasley is going to make the Lakers, or Pat Bev is going to make the Lakers a contender 
with that package than the Pacers package. That's where I go from there in my point of view. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Well, Shivana, first of all, I appreciate the, the kind words and thank you. You gave us a, a lot to chew on there. Appreciate you coming on here. We'll, uh, we're going to digest what you just said there and, uh, and break it down. But, uh, but once again, thank you for coming on and, and adding all that. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. So let me, let me go here. Let's go, let's go to Ryan. What do you think about what, what Siobhan just said as far as this situation being one where teams will start calling for Russell Westbrook as they get closer to training camp. I, I kind of feel like it may be the opposite where the Lakers are, are going to be, the Lakers are going to feel pressure to move Russ the closer you get to training camp. Just so I think the Pacers are going to feel more pressure to move Miles Turner the closer you get to training camp. And maybe even you could say the trade deadline, but I don't know if I fully agree that getting closer and closer to training camp increases Russell Westbrook's trade value. I do understand that if you wait until the trade deadline, then the Lakers have paid off the bulk of the $47 million contract for this year. So there's some appeal there, but I look at training camp as more of an urgency point for, for the Lakers. Um, Ryan, what are your thoughts on that? I I think you got to get rid of him as soon as possible. I don't see his trade value getting better from here on out. It seems like every day there's some new thing that comes out, just kind of bashing him, whether it's, you know, founded or not. I mean, it's, that's not going to improve, I don't think. Unless, you know, there's some desperate team that just wants to, you know, fill that void, buy him out real quick. I, I don't know. I just, <clears throat> I think the longer you keep him there or, or here, the more he's a distraction and the more questions are being, you know, thrown out there like, oh, what's going to happen? You know, is, is LeBron happy? Is LeBron going to sign? I mean, that's another thing we're thinking about. Is, um, when is LeBron's deadline? Is August something? It's a, the the initial signing date, or the earliest he can sign that extension is August fourth. So it's not a deadline, but on August fourth he can sign. He could sign it September fifteenth if you want. It doesn't have to be August fourth, but that's the earliest he can sign that extension. Well, that'd be kind of interesting if he doesn't sign it on that day, or even right. a week later, or or just takes his time, right? I mean, what if he's pressuring the the front office, say, "Hey, look, you got to get this guy out of here, or else I'm going to second guess." staying longer you know because <clears throat> essentially you could you know waste the whole another year if they can't get rid of that guy right because mm-hmm. obviously it doesn't work so i mean i say move him move him as fast as you can but the, the fact that 
I, I just don't I don't see trade value going up. It just seems kind of silly to me. But um, but who knows? This league is crazy now, right? I mean, if we <laughs> learn anything right, in the past few off seasons, it's crazy. I mean, stuff. I mean, tomorrow some another big name player could just say, "Hey, I, I want out," and it changes everything. It changes the landscape of the whole league again, right? Um, so who knows? But I just if you have the options now, you have to explore them. And 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 make a move, man. I, I waiting around. I I'm not crazy about, but then again, I'm impulsive. So, Ryan, let me let me ask you about this while while we've got you here. Uh, Julian Randall. The rumor popped up a week or so ago. At this point, time has no meaning. We've completely lost concept of how many days have gone by or whatever, because that's what happens <laughs> during a crazy NBA offseason. But the rumor came up that the Knicks might want to do something with Julius Randall and and Russell Westbrook. That maybe there's a deal to be there. I've seen New York fans saying, well, the Lakers would give up first. I've seen Lakers fans saying the Lakers would, would get first and this and that. But all that aside, you were in the locker rooms a ton when Julius Randle was a Los Angeles Laker. Yeah. What? How do you, I think you would offer some interesting perspective there. What are your thoughts on Randle potentially coming back to the Lakers? <clears throat> do you think that's a that's a good idea? I don't know, man. Because I'm not, I'm not quite sure where his headspace at, right? Because I think... He was on cloud nine last year or, or, you know, the year before um, playing the best of his ability and, and kind of showing everybody this is what he can do. And then he just went back to the same same guy <clears throat> that we got disappointed with in L.A. And he's kind of, I hate to say it, but he's kind of a moper, right? He's kind of a guy like this. He's in the, the corner of the locker room and he's got like a look on his face. Like he just doesn't want to deal with anybody, be around. But then again, those those were some tough times in LA, you know, they weren't winning. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think Randall coming back here would be a great idea unless he's like totally accepted the fact he's not a number one, you know, and he, he can fit a role, but then I just, I don't see that kind of happening. Um, I don't think he's that type of guy, at least not yet in his career, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be – it's an interesting thought because I've seen a lot from the Knicks side saying, well, Randall is the third option. is going to be a lot more efficient, but then it comes back to does he want to be that third option. So that, that's an interesting way to, to look at that. Um, let's bring in some more of our, our people who have requested to come on and speak. Let's bring on – I'm going to try uh, Lakers 310. It looks like it's uh, Alex. How are you doing? <laughs> Are you there, Alex? Going once, going twice. All right. Sold. To sold. <laughs> try, back. <clears throat> try back. Try back again in a bit. Let me see here. We've got some other ones that are coming in. The Corey Hansford? Yeah, I, I tried. I, I uh, gave him the ability to. But uh, but Corey has not accepted. Corey doesn't want to talk to us. Apparently, he talks to us too much. Come on, uh, Corey. I've got uh, Shay or I'm sorry, Trey coming in. It says Sheesh, Trey. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear. You. Um, so on the whole topic about obviously, you know, uh, what's Lakers kind of do? Obviously, being Lakers fan for a while. Um, yeah, having this whole thing pop up. I don't know if you guys saw, like, Pinkus kind of, like, mentioned that, like, offer today of why aren't the Lakers like, at least considering 
offering AD and Russ and maybe those two unprotected, just like kind of see if they could like move the nudge a little bit on maybe getting Kai and KD. I don't know like kind of what your guys' opinion was on that, if that's reasonable or if that's something that's like too far-fetched, but I don't see why Rob's not at least trying, you know, to like, you know, like move it a little bit just to see like, hey, like, you know, you get, Anthony Davis is the best player you're going to get more than likely out of this package. I mean, Jalen was <laughs> I mean, even Anthony Davis, like, you can, you know, maybe send Russ to a 13, get two for his unprotected, like 27, 29, THT, maybe a nun, something like that to match salaries and kind of see, I don't know, I just want to see your guys kind of opinion on that, if that's even something that's like realistic. You, you got to think, man, like not every deal is going to is gonna be there for the public to consume. There's a chance that maybe they did float that out there. Um, and they're not going to release it because they don't want to piss off AD. Sorry, people still think it's July 4th where I live. Um, <laughs> no joke. She's right every night. Okay, no. duck. duck. <laughs> every night. <laughs> not duck. <laughs> no, you know what that was? Corey, Corey Hansford just joined here. That was that was fireworks <laughs> announcing his arrival. Kind of a big deal, you know. I need all the pomp and <laughs> circumstance, all of that. I don't actually join unless I get that first. It's in my contract, actually. <laughs> there, there it is. We had to fulfill that obligation. Now, now, Corey, are those? Is that the the Goldberg firework entrance? Is it is it HBK's fireworks? Who, whose fireworks are you using? I like the old Randy Orton ones, where they like shower down from the top. Oh, and okay. It's like raining down. Show off. And, yeah, um, this is me we're talking about here, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, welcome in, Corey uh, Ryan. Not to not interrupt your point uh, by by fireworks there, but. You were saying that there's there's a chance that this stuff has been floated out there. If it's, I would have to imagine, if the Nets called the Lakers and said, "Hey, you know what? We're having trouble with the Kevin Durant thing. We're not finding a taker. What if we just simplify this and do AD and Russ for KD and Kyrie, and you can throw in some picks or something?" I would have to imagine that would be like an auto accept for the Lakers, right? That's like the trade in fantasy so. football. That's like the trade fantasy football where the it guy is. offers it to you and you just say yes. <laughs> you don't even think. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. are we sure? Are we sure Brooklyn would just take Russell Westbrook eight and a couple firsts in the first place? Like, it sounds like their asking price wants like a blue chip prospect in there too. So right. So Kendrick right. Nunn. So so Taylor. So Taylor Horton Tucker. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. <laughs> blue chipper. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, remember, I, I saw that Pinkus piece. I think it was like an it was like an anonymous exec just riffing and and wondering if that would be a possibility. But I mean, if I was Brooklyn, I'd, I'd still probably even ask for more. Like, it, yeah, it's Kevin Durant. Like, I, I I love Anthony Davis, and I think he's he's probably the best player you do get back in a deal like that. But I just don't. I think the Lakers are short on young players and picks. That's the yeah. That's the problem. Like, obviously, that exec was not Sean Marks because. I again that is that's that deal is too good for the Lakers. You would have to do that. I just don't see that that actually being a possibility. And I, I think that we've talked about this a bunch, but the Gobert trade really kind of mucked things up for for anybody that was trying to trade for Kevin Durant because it set the the price so high. They they might need the market to be reset before a Kevin Durant trade can get done. Maybe that means a Donovan Mitchell trade has to happen, and then his value is lower. And then that kind of resets the market for Kevin Durant because right now. I think what the Nets want and what teams are willing to pay 
are, are very far apart. So that's a, that's a challenge that's out there. Um, Ron, where do you stand with, with all of this? If you would to, if you had the opportunity to do something for Kyrie, is that the top of your list still that you're waiting on a Kyrie deal and, and you do that? Yeah. Yeah. I would say like Kyrie's probably one, uh, Pacers package, probably two jazz, three Randall eighth. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, wait, wait, Randall eight. So, so you hate you hate the idea of bringing Julius Randall back to, back to LA. the contract is gross. No, nothing against Julius Randall, man, but I, like you'd go from paying a guy forty seven million dollars, who's the least efficient shooter in the NBA, to paying a guy for the next four years, who's the second least efficient shooter in the NBA. So I'm like, what what, what are we really doing here? Um, definitely don't want that one. But I think like just in terms like. Obviously, the situations are a little different, but I remember when when Ben Simmons first asked out of Philly, Daryl Morey, the, the rumors were that he was going to take a patient approach because he wanted to package Ben Simmons with stuff to get a superstar. And everyone said, you're crazy. Just trade him now. Get some picks. Get some whatever players. And he said, no, he, he stuck to his guns. He waited it out and he got James Harden out of it, which like didn't work out super well, obviously, in year one. But like I would, that's a good comp, man. But the the difference is, even if they don't make that deal, the Sixers are still a very good basketball team. Sure, sure. I the, the desperation levels are different. Like it's not right. a perfect, it's not a perfect comparison. But I do think that like making a move just to make um like get it done is what the Lakers have been doing for the last four years now, and it's exactly what put them here. Like it's it's yeah, the idea right of just get it done to get it done. And then we'll, we'll figure out of the other stuff later. It's like, no, I, I think at a certain point you do have to take a patient approach and you do have to say, okay, should we do this because it's the right thing for our franchise? Or are we doing this just to say we did it? Uh, so I think like, let, let's, let's be patient here. Uh, Kyrie is the number one option. So I, I think like the Lakers should not even approach anything until Kevin Durant is either traded or confirmed, not traded like that. I think anything needs to happen until until that moment happens. And, you know, they can call the Nets and offer whatever they want for Kevin Durant, but they're not getting Kevin Durant. So let's uh, probably sweep that one under the rug. LeBron James, straight up. <laughs> I, I think Brooklyn says no. I, I Actually, yeah, I, I agree. I think Brooklyn says no. Well, Brooklyn are we sure, are we sure no. LeBron wants to commit past the season to Brooklyn, yeah. too? Yeah. So you're yeah. getting an inherently unhappy LeBron for one year as opposed to Kevin Durant for four. <laughs> that's true. I, I, I know that's Ryan's. That's Ryan's uh, favorite scenario here. But yeah. No, no. <laughs> dream, dream big. Uh, Trey, thanks so much for, for coming on here. We, we appreciate it, and, uh, and thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate it. All right, we will bring on some more people here. Uh, we did have, oh, there he is. We had our guy, Mark Gunnels, who was working on on coming on here. Let's see if we can get a good connection. Mark, Dude, how are you doing? got to change that profile pic. Jeez. I was going to say, he's got, a, he's got a Chiefs profile picture here. We know what mode Mark Gunnels is in right now. <laughs> 9.35 p.m. in L.A. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> What's up, man? So I just I up, just bro? jumped in. So what's the topic right now? I'm sorry. That was the topic of the Super Bowl. 
We're talking about the, the Miles Turner situation. We are, we've been talking about that. We've also been talking a bit about the uh, just the general situation with moving Russell Westbrook. Is it something that needs to happen prior to to training camp? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily it has to happen before training camp, but definitely before the season starts. But it's one of those situations where honestly, the Lakers are kind of in a in a bind, right? Because I feel like we're waiting on the Kevin Durant thing to drop. And whenever that happens, I feel like that's when the next domino is going to happen as, as far as Kyrie, obviously. I think that's still the main goal here is to get Kyrie in L.A. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's a it's a sticky situation, but I think they're fine with staying patient right now because I wouldn't risk. I know I saw the report about the Pacers, quote unquote, I guess they were shocked that the Lakers wouldn't offer <laughs> their two first round picks for the Turner and uh, Buddy Hilt situation, so I think they're they're fine right now. Stay pat. There's no rush. I mean, we're not even. It's July. I mean, nothing to worry about right now. The season doesn't start until October, so I think they're playing their cards right as of right now. There's no need to panic. What What do you got? And let, I'll open this up to to anybody. Don't all speak at once, but but let's jump in here. What do you guys think about the general fan frustration? Because I'm hearing it literally every day where people are so frustrated and so annoyed that all we hear is, is more rumors and more kind of takes on the situation and there's nothing concrete out there. What, I mean, what, what can we say other than we just have to be patient, right? I mean, at this point, I say it all the time, no deal is better than a bad deal, but what do you guys think about the general frustration that's, that's out there? And does that, does that matter at all for the team? That's what you get when you root for the one of the most successful sports franchises in the world. I mean, that's that's what you get. The good comes with the bad, man. <clears throat> and like we've said, you know, fan stands for fanatic. So <laughs> I'm not saying they're very patient people. Yeah, I'm also just like Ryan said, it's it's part of the territory. Like this is the Lakers. If if this was. Um, Orlando, yeah, you probably wouldn't get this, but there's an expectation that comes with being a part of the Lakers. And, you know, you expect greatness. And coming off of two extremely disappointing seasons, there is an expectation of a turnaround. And when you hear day after day after day that a move might be made and then nothing happens, yeah, it's going to get frustrating. But, again, you got to be patient because – real quick last offseason we saw what it got us and now we're scrambling to try to get out of that yeah I, I would say like remember uh, Russell Westbrook when he went from OKC to Houston and Houston to Washington those were like those were like August trades and last year when he came to the Lakers it was a draft night trade and you see how it worked out so like maybe it's just better if he's an, if he's an August trade as opposed to a June trade you're saying the problem with Russell Westbrook to the Lakers is the month in which the Lakers traded for him. That's, <laughs> that's your premise. What zodiac I'm, sign? Does no, no, I'm just saying. No, no, no. Zodiac <laughs> sign. Yeah. I understand how that came off. the The point is that if you jump the gun on a Russell Westbrook trade, you're going to end up looking stupid. If you wait and play your cards right, it might work out for you. Yeah, Russell Westbrook's a Scorpio. In case anyone was actually curious, I looked it up. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm saying Ron, if you that mean anything, if you're so hasty, you're so hasty, and you trade for him in June, then it looks bad. But if you play your cards right and you trade him in late August, 
well, then you got the best you could for him because you waited. Like that, it just looks better on the surface. And or, you know what, Sean, I'm no, a Scorpio too, or, so I don't want to be associated that way. Or I can't, I can't believe we've got to the part of the off season where we're talking about horoscopes, man. <laughs> you guys brought it up. I didn't say anything. Uh, I didn't say a single thing about Zodiac signs. Y'all brought it up. Alternate possibility: the teams who had championship aspirations regretted the trade, and the team with no aspirations that was just barely able to sneak into the playoffs were okay with it. Hey, you know what? I would say another thing for people that are frustrated with hearing all these rumors every day. Imagine being a fan of like the Sacramento Kings. The Lakers Lakers literally like, in their worst spot in franchise history and the Kings still get slander. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I had should. a beard, I'm still laughing. <laughs> Sacramento fans. <laughs> I'm sorry that your front office traded the best young player you've drafted in God knows how long and who actually wanted to stick around and, you know, help rebuild the franchise and you traded him away. That's I do feel really bad for Sacramento fans. That's that's hey, pretty what was, awful. What was the Luca draft? What was it was Trey, Luca, they took Bagley. They took Bagley. They took Bagley. It was Bagley. Oh my God. Oh my god. Hey, I still believe in Marvin Bagley, Loki. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah it, 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 no, he's twenty. Wait, what year was that draft? Was that twenty eighteen? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That was that's like, he's, yeah, he's 2018 that, Luke, uh, 2018 Darko. That's his nickname for me. He will ever be 2018. Well, he, he's surrounded by Aiden and Luca. And, and Triple J and Trey Ouch. right after that. That's the and Triple J. Wow. He's, that's, he's 2018 Darko. That's, this is literally yes. what he is. Very, yeah, perfect. Perfect. To, uh, to, to circle back to the conversation about the uh, fan frustration, though, I feel like us being frustrated is not going to change much with the front office. I feel like they're not going to make a move just to satisfy us who have been talking about Kyrie for like three weeks now and it hasn't happened. Um, three weeks? Gonna, it's been longer than three, three weeks. weeks. <laughs> well, bro. Like, <laughs> more like <laughs> almost three months. Very no, three months. The, no, no. The Haynes tweet about the preliminary talks, I think, was like July seventh, which is three weeks ago. Okay, that's fair. But but now now Bro, hear, me, hear me out. Here. It was sooner hear than that. Here. That's Vegas. What if what if there was a protest in front of Crypto.com Arena? <laughs> would that would, would that what? change any kind of trade the talks there? No. Someone's got to no. go back and see what happened in the three weeks directly <laughs> after the last protest in whatever twenty seventeen. <laughs> I, I'm completely kidding when I said that. Yeah, that was those were some interesting times for the for the franchise, that's for sure. By the way, what's up, Tomer? I see you there. Tomer is Arley, Clippers reporter. All right, all right, all right. I fact checked. It's July second, so it's it's longer than three weeks. Fair enough. Oh jeez. Dude, that still doesn't feel long enough though. It feels it feels like we talked about that for three months. Well, I mean when there's nothing going on and you talk about twenty four seven and feel like that, yeah. <laughs> God, that's that's exhausting. Yeah, it feels way longer than that. 
Can we go back to Zodiac signs? Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Capricorn <laughs> if you wanted to know. So there you go. Ryan, what do you have to say about Zodiac signs? <laughs> the cancer is the best Zodiac sign ever. We, we, we just, damn right we lost, is, like, Ryan. Thank we just you. lost like 100 <laughs> listeners. We should move on. I'm very sensitive, though, so don't, don't hurt my feelings. <laughs> Let's let's move let's indeed move on before we do get go down that rabbit hole of zodiac signs and all of that. But let's talk about Rob Palenka. I put in the title that it's called Patience. Rob Palenka right now is hoping that patience is going to indeed pay. That being patient that will mean the right deal comes along because there's been too many times where he has probably surrendered a little bit too much in trades where he necessarily won the trade. Now it's not he's not getting fleeced on every deal. It's not like he's trading with Danny Ainge every trade or anything like that. But we've seen him give up a little bit too much value in deals. And then certainly the Lakers got fleeced in the Russell Westbrook trade just based on you know the results that we saw here. But how important is it for Rob that you get this right? Like if this if he doesn't make the right move here with Russ, he's, he's out. Probably he's done next summer, right? Oh yeah. I think this is I think that might be why he is treading lightly, you know, like not jumping the gun on things because he knows if this is the wrong move after making the disastrous one last year, um, he's done. I mean, how can you really vouch for the guy if he makes another bad move? I think I think Daniel brought this point up, though. And sorry not to interject, but he said that I think Rob's job availability depends on if the Lakers are healthy and they flame out. If they have, like, another injured season, you can arguably say, like, look – not a healthy roster again, but to your point, I, I think there's a lot of pressure and I, I feel like this could be the last season of Rob if he messes this up. So it's my two cents. I think there's a, a I think there's a slight difference in uh, this past year not being healthy because they never looked good when they were healthy. I think mm-hmm. you can make that uh assumption on the previous year when they got Marcus All and Shooter and those guys, they started off twenty one and six. They were absolutely on fire that year. They looked like the best team in the league. Palenka looked like he should have been executive of the year when that year started. And then and all those moves made sense. And it crumbled. Exactly. And everything made sense and the pieces still fit. And they looked like a championship team. This past year, they never even even Frank Vogel said in the preseason, it was like, holy crap, this does not look right at all. And it never it never picked up. It never turned around. So to me, it would be two. I wouldn't say three straight years. I do think that first uh, post championship year, not to mention what they have a month off before the season was starting back up after winning a championship. So you can give them, in my opinion, at least he doesn't get that because this is the Lakers and you don't get those, you know, um, assurances. But um, to me, he gets a pass on that first post championship year, but last year he doesn't. And two years in a row, while maybe in other franchises wouldn't be absolute call for your job for the Lakers at this time with LeBron, with AD, with these expectations, no, it's probably a done deal for him. So, so Corey, let me just just simply put: Is Rob Palenka a good GM? Jesus, Ooh, pressure, <laughs> pressure on the spot. Um. I don't think he's a top tier GM, but I don't think he's a bad GM. I think he's mid tier. Uh, I, I mean, he's made. I think he's made some good moves. I think he's made some moves that made sense that then didn't work out with players that seemingly would fit, and then it just didn't quite work for some reason. Um, and I also think, but I mean, 
honestly, the biggest move that he made was the rush trade, and he failed miserably on that. And so that's going to weigh uh, much heavier than, you know, other more minor signings. I, I think the the AD trade was the best move he made, but that Absolutely. was countered by Westbrook, right? So it kind of, like, evens out a little bit. Still tilting in the favor of AD, obviously, because they won the title, but you replace um, Plank with Robbo right now. There's no difference. <laughs> Literally? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I think he's mediocre. I, I wouldn't say he's good or bad, really. I just well, think the He's going to be remembered for the West. nicer West. than I thought you'd be to, to Rob Palinka. <laughs> Ron, you've, you've been doing all the GM training stuff and, and all of that. What do you I, think? I, like, I'd have to really go through and look at each GM and really, you know, I don't want to put out, like, a blanket statement, but, like, I I wouldn't be surprised if I went through with the math and he was, like, a bottom seven GM. Like, <laughs> Ooh, maybe worse. Wow. Like, <laughs> he's he's not good. I don't, like... I don't know where we got this thing that he's like average. Uh, he's not good, like at all. He's How, is it I, the fourth of the past as an agent? Do you think that negatively impacts his ability to make deals? I think it does. I also think like he he overpays all the time, even in the only deal he's realistically won, which is the AD trade. Such a such an overpay, considering no one else was bidding on him. Like. You you were bidding against yourself, and every day you just added another pick for fun. Like no no one like no one was bidding. I, I don't know what he was doing. Like he won the trade because he won the championship. But like really, in terms of asset valuation, he 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 overpaid because no one was bidding. I, I think his his big problem as a GM is just get it done. Like I I don't care what it takes, just get it done. And when that's your philosophy, that only works for like one year because. You only have one year of throw throw everything at a trade. After a certain amount of years, you run out of things to throw, and now you're stuck in a situation where you're forced to overpay and get rid of two firsts to get rid of this Russell Westbrook guy that you overpaid for last year. So now you don't have the assets to overpay to get rid of him. Like, who's number one for you? Who's the best GM in the league? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the? Ex- I'm trying to think of GM tie. I mean. Masai is up there. I don't know if he's exact. I think he's president, but like Rob is basically president because they don't have yes, a president. That's that, that, that role, though. Yeah, that type of role. I would say Masai is probably up there. Uh, Pat is probably up there. Myers, uh, probably. I like Bob Myers. Myers yeah. Bob I'm Myers sure. is probably up there. Uh, Frank Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence, yeah. Frank Lawrence over Frank with the clips. Like, yeah, how do you guys feel about Sam Presti? That's what I was about to say. Sam Presti's oh, up there. He's probably top ten. Like, I, I mean, it's just I, I can't imagine I would if I went through every single like top decision maker. If I got Rob Palinka before <clears> twenty, like, how about Mitch Kupchak? I don't know if you know that guy. <laughs> They're like almost in the same tier to me, honestly. Oh man, oh Mitch, Mitch, Mitch and Rob are kind of the opposite, right? Where like, Weird, Mitch's right? big problem is that he like plays by the book too hard, and like. And and he just can't get anything done because of it. So it's like he's just stuck. He's just made himself stuck in quicksand. Like he's, I don't and know. And even the best move he made, pal, could be attributed to Jerry West helping the team. Out. You know, yeah, he, he was with Memphis. Lamelo, that was solid. <laughs> <laughs> so and he's going to yeah. bring back Emba now. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, I just want to ask a question real quick. It kind of ties into what Trevor was asking about Rob Palenka's job security past this year. How much emphasis do you think uh, weighs on that, depending on if LeBron were to sign the extension next week when he's eligible or just whenever he if he does sign it? That's interesting, actually. I think it's got to be a factor. I mean, the Lakers right. have been that franchise that that wanted to prove that they treat their stars well and they keep their stars and all that. So if LeBron suddenly says, no, I'm not, not signing an extension and next summer, see you later. That's, I think that is not going to be a positive for Rob Palenka for sure. Uh, I don't, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but also to that same point that it's not like that's something that LeBron isn't known for. I think if it was like True. a one-time thing for LeBron and then suddenly now with the legs, he's like, eh, I think I got to go. saying LeBron's not loyal, Corey? Eh, you know, he's just moved from team <laughs> to team a couple times. Um, and, hear that uh, to me? I'm not mad at that. I, I honestly have zero problems with that at all. But even still, like, LeBron going, all right, I've had my time here. My time is now to move on to this other team. He's done that multiple times. So – while it probably will weigh somewhat, I don't think it could just be looked at as well. Palenka really screwed the LeBron thing. This is LeBron's MO. But to counter that, though, could we say it, it is a Rob thing if he's not able to bring in Kyrie? Because the thought is if you bring in Kyrie, LeBron will sign an extension. You know, that's a good question. Does uh, Imagine if he didn't. Imagine if he didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> would be talking about drama. Oh my god! I was I was just gonna say, do you guys do you guys think LeBron's more inclined to sign an extension if they end up just doing like a Pacers deal? I don't know, man. Don't know where mine is. Whatever it is, I'm gonna be completely honest. I hope the Lakers make a trade before LeBron signs the extension, if that makes any sense. Because I've I have a concern that if LeBron signs the extension. That's Rob Linka's license to overpay on a trade again. Agreed. Like, that's fair. I think, I think that's point. like LeBron signs the extension and he says, hey, I'm signing this with the impression that you're going to get something done. Now Rob goes to the Pacers and is like, I'll give you two firsts and four seconds, THT and none, and just let's do this, man. Let's get it done. And I don't want that. Do you, do you overpay in a deal if you have a wink wink with LeBron and say, we can get these guys if you sign the extension? Do you do it? I'm sure there's something to that effect. I'm sure he'll go to him while those yeah. discussions are happening and be like, hey, look, this is what we have. These are our options. What do you like that? Yeah, I'm sure there's a conversation going on that says like, hey, we have these three trades on the table. Which one gets you to sign the extension the fastest? You know, I'm sure there's something like that. And I just, if he signs the extension first, then Rob Palenka is going to be like, oh, I have to overpay to get something done because he signed the extension for me. Like, this is what I owe him. And I just... I don't want that scenario. So I'd rather it be a discussion beforehand of, hey, I'm thinking about a couple of trades. Which one gets you to sign the extension? Okay, I'll do the best deal within that. Um, he, he would be pretty dumb not to do that, right? Like, I'm not pretty to, sure not to approach combo. the uh, they, they have to have a that yeah. combo. Right? Yeah. You have to talk to him. But after his decision-making in last year's offseason, am I sure I want to just go blindly with what LeBron? <laughs> like, am I not going, which one do you like, LeBron? Oh, you you want Kyrie? Hey, Indiana, let's let's get this trade going. I might go opposite after. Well, this. Well, 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 you know the Lakers like a collaborative approach per uh, per what they've all been saying. That's awesome. what Genius so, said. Yeah, 
That's right. I am bringing in a guest to speak. We've got Tony. Tony, how are you doing? Hey, guys. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. What's on your good, mind? Good, So just on this Rob conversation, um, putting on my tinfoil hat here <laughs> a little bit, um, and I know the fans are impatient, um, but I'm interested to see the genie aspect of this. Um, it's kind of been running through my mind, um, you know, the unwillingness to give up two firsts right away, and I understand leverage and negotiation, but I think genie with her tweet and everything lately, I think she has some trepidation on this whole clutch movement and uh, Rob just kind of giving teams whatever they want to appease LeBron. Because um, I really do think that AD trade is kind of making her weary. Um, yes, we won the championship, but it's been some rough years since. And I think she thought of B.I., Kuzo, Josh Hart is kind of like her children in a sense, her kids, you know. Um, and LeBron kind of threw that all away. Um, so I'm kind of interested to see her role in this. I uh, wanted to get your guys' thoughts. Um, and do you think she'll give in again? Because um, I think she also has to weigh in what the franchise was before LeBron. So just want to get thoughts. Interesting. So we've talked about this a little bit, that at some point, the goals or wishes of LeBron James will no longer co- coincide with those of the Lakers. But what do you think, guys? Are we getting close to a point where Jeannie Buss is ready to divorce the Lakers from Clutch Sports and LeBron James? I don't think so, but what do you, what do you guys think? What are your opinions? I'd say one another bad move that really affects the season is going to be enough for her to feel that way she probably already does feel that way but she she wants something if if she would make a drastic change like something kind of catastrophic to happen to be like okay like that's why that's why i did that so if, if lebron said i want Kyrie," and the lakers gave <clears throat> up two firsts all, all the seconds tht kendrick non everything they could everything not nailed down to go get Kyrie. And then Kyrie took off for half the season and said, see you later. I got to go find my smile. <laughs> then that that's what it would then. Then Jeannie I, would yeah. be like, yeah, I think out. so. Yeah. I mean, because it's another bad move. It's another really bad move. You know, um, she, she's got to be frustrated because just the lack of consistency. Right. There's just no it's, a, you know, you win and then you're right back down two seasons later. Right. And now and now it's like you're scraping just to get back on top while you see the Warriors one down season and they're back on top. You know, it's like, what do you do? You know, she must feel kind of lost. Yeah, guys. And kind of my point was I saw a lot more investment from Jeannie when we had the kids here for some reason. Um, I really felt like she thought um, we had a super bright future control, um, with, with B.I. Kuzo. And um, I don't know. It just seems like those last couple of trades, um, like you guys said, I think one more bad move, and I think she's she's kind of moving on. Um, just my thoughts and just some just some things to think about. Well, what does moving on for Clutch look like, Trevor? That's that's the question, right? I mean, moving moving on would probably mean LeBron walks away, right? LeBron leaves in twenty twenty three, and then the Lakers faced with a rebuild where either you build around Anthony Davis or you trade him and you start from scratch. A complete move on from Clutch would mean trading away Anthony Davis for things that could help you 
start from scratch. And then we're back to talking about ping pong balls. So I'm about to open up Pandora's box here. And I really didn't want to do this. But, Uh-oh. you know, it's something that everybody's probably you thinking, but they're, sc- but they're scared to say. That Justin Herbert might be better than Patrick Mahomes? Oh! <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> thank you, Mark. Mark, I knew you had it in you all along. No. So, okay. Hypothetical here. Well, first, I'm going to ask a question first. I'm going to ask you a question. And depending on how you guys answer, it's going to tell me if I'm going to go this route or not. As this roster is currently constructed, let's just assume it's, it's the roster that is going to be their opening day. Can this team win a championship? No. Absolutely not. No. No. Okay. No. I'm, I'm glad you guys said no. Can this so, team make the second round of the playoffs as currently constructed? No. No. Okay. Probably not. Okay. No. So I'm glad you answered the way you did. So now I can go open up Pandora's box now. I don't like this. Like, if LeBron does not sign an extension, do you, trade? you don't believe that this team can win a championship, won't you trade LeBron James? What have I been saying, boys? What have I been saying? Just no. letting Ryan have this you, moment. Ryan, just, 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 <laughs> Ryan is in. Everyone, everyone mute yourselves. Ryan, you get five minutes. Go. <clears throat> oh, <can> we <laughs> clear my throat. <laughs> uh, I just think, and I've thought this for a while, you have to at least consider that in the back of your mind, right? Because he's going to leave. On his own accord, at some point, right? He's gonna. I do not picture him retiring in the Lakers jersey. I think he knows that too, especially if he's if he's hell bent on you know playing with his son. If his son even makes it in the NBA, hot take. Um, but come on, man! If he did not sign that extension, he's clearly like I'm keeping my op- options open, and the the results of this upcoming season are going to determine what I do. And if he left the, the Cavs when they, when they lost in the finals, right? So only a championship would keep him in town. At least that's what I would think. So you have to at least consider it. And if you're not, then you're just blinded by fandom. Okay, that's why. That was a very just underwhelming just... rant, Ryan. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I've already right, said well, my piece like five then, times. Then, Sean, give us the rebuttal then. You're... You're just burning bridges. I mean, I understand why. Like, it's good to get something rather than nothing, especially when you when you know, bro. Yeah, you're burning, bro. You're training AD immediately because are you? I mean, honestly, like if if you trade LeBron, I'm not sure he wants to be there by himself. And if you're trading LeBron or even like entertaining a LeBron trade without like him knowing, that's not going to go well. But you do realize if he walks away, you get nothing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have huge asset that. It's already told you he's leaving, or he's hinted at it. You get nothing. Yeah, but, and that's why I think you're not crazy for at least thinking about it. But I don't think you could, would go through with it. Also, like what, I don't think right. it's going to happen. I don't think they have the balls to do it. I honestly, don't unless I'm, something I'm goes wrong. I'm the, with Sean a little office. bit on this. Uh, my one thing would be like in a in a business that's player oriented, in a business where LeBron holds a lot of power, especially among other look. players. Do you want to be the first person in 20 years to trade LeBron James? To trade like, LeBron James. Do you want to be that guy? Mm. Yeah, but you I, have I to think, think of it from the, the, the point of view of the franchise, not not LeBron's legacy or, or being the this first person to trade It's not about LeBron's one, legacy. I think if no, there's no, no, one, one franchise that could withstand that, it's the Lakers. Yeah, I think there if you there's go. one, yeah, and, one and franchise who has that type of cash. Look what you did, Mark. 
like, hey, we're still the Lakers. Like, respectfully, LeBron did this. We thank him for that. We are now on different paths, and we're going to go a separate way. Like, it happens all the time. I don't time. think they would just sit there and just go blindside them. But, hey, we're on different paths right now. You want to go elsewhere, and we're going to continue to build. I don't think you have to trade AD. I mean, and I would ask this question. What type of trade package could you get for LeBron? In I was just going to say that. I was well, just you're not going to get equal value. At least you get something rather than nothing. Well, okay, so here's the thing with the LeBron trade, right? The timing is tricky. Like, if he doesn't sign the extension, you basically are nuking the season entirely, right? Like, you're just going to punt, and you're just going to re-scratch from scratch, and then does that move the conversation to moving AD to the season two? Or, I like, mean, what do you do with the season? Have, you have your pick this year, right? Like, this is <clears> this <throat> one year where this you have tank? You have a pick swap this year. Pick swap. You have a pick. <laughs> so, tell <laughs> <laughs> You just got to pray want, the Pelicans want- aren't that good. <laughs> You want you want to give Victor Wembanyama to like the Pelicans? <laughs> we take. I mean, look at what they're doing with Zion. I don't really care if they get Victor. Like, <laughs> well, think, think about like um, Think think about sports <laughs> sports history though. Like the 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 very best of the best players that got traded toward the end of their career, right? I can only think of NFL comps really, and it's I mean LeBron. It's hard to think of a comp in general for him, but. Um, Joe Montana getting traded to the the worst franchise in, in sports, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> no, <laughs> waiting for Mark's reaction. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, Brett, Brett Favre getting traded to the Jets. Those are the only two I can think of, like, off the top of my head right now, unless you guys I mean, I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan, so the Herschel Walker trade immediately pops into my head. But was he, like, really top tier, though, compared to, like, Quarterbacks and faces of the franchise, and but stuff? like, I mean, did, that that hall though. In in a more in a more realistic com- comparison, did the Patriots trade Tom Brady when they didn't get assurances that he was coming back? Like, they that, more or less did, dude. They just let him walk, really. Yeah, and that's that's what I think the Lakers would do. If we're talking about comparisons, that's that's the best one, really. Yeah, that's but, as close as you get. And and as as far as their player stature, yes, that's as close as you can get. But as far as the franchise stature, it's not, and that's the difference. Tom yeah, Patriots Brady traded Patriots. everybody before they they were on the but, decline. Like when you think of the New England Patriots, you think of Tom Brady. He is the face of that franchise. And that franchise's history. LeBron James is not the face of the Lakers and the Lakers' history. He's you might know, not even know. be top ten. It's to me. To me, it's it's hard and. Look, I, I agree with you that the Lakers have may have that type of that type of power within the you know structure of the NBA, but it's a lot of faith to put on yourself and your name brand when you're a team that's been to the lottery like eight of the last eleven years. Like, it's and let me throw of, this out there: a lot of faith. Let me throw this out there. Outside of the Lakers, like what attracts big name free agents to the Lakers? Outside of it being the Lakers in LA, how they treat their superstars, how they go over the top, but how they treated Kobe towards the end of his run and how they treat superstars in general. You trade LeBron James in the last year of his contract because, well, you're not going to get anything for him anyway. That That's not a, that's a bad look for the rest of the NBA, for the rest of superstars where you're trying to get big-name attractions to come to your team. So like you think that. that's going to taint the franchise for the rest of history? No, like, but I'm saying on. like when one of the big reasons why teams or pl- superstar players like to come to you out to be being the Lakers and being in Los Angeles is you treat your superstars well, that's I don't not think that's the number best one look. Dude. That's not but number I don't, one. Trading him is automatically a sign that you're not treating Fine. him well. Fine. That's, where I, like, Fine. that's where I differ on that. Yeah. I like I, to say, if they just blindside him and just suddenly he's traded, 
that. And then, especially, but it's going to be saying, my bad. Go it, ahead, go it, ahead. It, it wouldn't be. I'm just. I was just saying. It, it wouldn't be like how the Celtics did Isaiah Thomas. Put it like that. It ain't. It ain't. True. It wouldn't be anything True. like that. That's my point. That's why and, I don't think it would have that same level. And I feel like it would be a collaborative situation. Like LeBron's not gonna get. He's not gonna get traded to Detroit. Like, then I'm just going to send them to Sacramento or something like that. I think it'll Shout be... Jeez, this was less shitty on Sacramento tonight. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, <laughs> like, lot, lot, lot a lot of strays. A lot of strays. I think it'll be a situation where both parties are working together, where LeBron goes somewhere that he wants to play at. Like, so I don't think hey, let's, it'll let's, be like, oh, we just shipped him to, you know, Houston or something. Let's be honest, too. Sacramento kind of shits on itself, so we don't even have to do anything. Fair enough. Well... I think when I look at this, I think there's a way for the Lakers to walk that line. If they do decide, hey, this hopeless, we're not going to win this year, let's move on. It it doesn't have to be an out of the blue, oh my gosh, we just traded LeBron to a place where he doesn't want to go. Because they they have gone to great lengths to try to cultivate this this perception that they are a very superstar-friendly organization. You look at the contract that they gave Kobe Bryant coming off of the Achilles tear. If you work with LeBron, like you guys have said, you make it a collaborative process and you say, hey, LeBron, this is where we're at right now. What can we do to help you finish out your career in the best way? Realizing that that might mean you aren't getting the top tier trade package in terms of the best, best assets back, but maybe you can still get some stuff that could help jumpstart a rebuild. That's the process that you would have to go through. Something where you're working with LeBron and you're not having LeBron you're not having Rich Paul firing off in the media about how they got blindsided. Instead, you'd have to work with them. I don't see the Lakers going down that path, but I think there is a line that you can walk to make it so it's not necessarily diminishing your reputation as being a superstar-friendly organization. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I agree with that. Amen. And let's let's be honest. This is a totally hypothetical uh, scenario here, which ninety five percent chance it doesn't happen, right? Maybe even ninety nine. But I'm just putting ninety five because things are crazy these days. But um, you just gotta consider everything. It's, they're not in a position of power right now, and LeBron could easily right. walk, and not nobody's gonna blame him for walking. I, I have a question. Yeah, bringing on just here. Here, just um, on. <laughs> so, a few things here. I believe, I honestly believe, a trade is done between them and Brooklyn. But Brooklyn's so fascinated on trying to get the best deal for Kevin Durant, and I think that's why the Boston news was leaked because I think that's going to happen. But I think all the trades is going to take place towards the end of August, right before training kick, training camp kicks off, which is. Basically, Sean Marks being kind of an asshole, I think, because he's upset that he's going to lose two of the top-tier players in the league. And also, I do think Jeannie wants to prove that she's in control of her franchise and not LeBron in clutch sports. But she also stated that she wants to do best by her best player and most talented player on the team, which is LeBron. We all, She knows in the back of her head that LeBron is going to go wherever Bronny goes once he makes it to the league, which is only, what, two more years, I think, before he 
maybe is good enough to be one done in college. Mm-hmm. So, but I think I think I could carry Irvin trade more like five years after he goes through the G League for a few years. Uh, okay, nah, well, I, isn't that? I, bad. Think, yeah, I think yeah, I think yeah, I think he'll be much better than that. And maybe two years at most in college, but. I do think a deal is done for Kyrie Irving, but it's just being dragged out because they're trying to figure something out with KD. Um, but if I mean, if a trade is not done for for Kyrie Irving, I mean, Buddy Hill, Miles Turner is not bad. By all means, they know they cannot bring Westbrook back because there's just no hope at all for them three to work together, even if they all stay healthy with the current roster. Because there's not even enough shooting on a roster as it is with the pickups that they, you know, that they added so far. And there's a ton of free agents still left to be signed, but everybody's waiting on Brooklyn. And I don't blame LeBron if he, you know, decides to walk or, you know, let's Genie know, like, I'm going where Bronny is going uh, if drafted. And Genie probably already know that. But I'm, I hope she shouldn't be mad at LeBron. Honestly, the Westbrook trade didn't pan out how everybody thought it would have, even if they would have stayed healthy. I mean, it's kind of Rob's fault. He broke up a championship team after just one all at the one championship run. When all you had to do was just add to your bench. I know LeBron was stating, "I'm tired of he don't want to run an offense as much." But it won y'all a championship, and now Darvin Ham is in an interview talking about LeBron is going to run the offense. Like it's common sense, LeBron. You got to do it. Yeah, you've been doing it for 20 years, but look at all the success your championship teams had when you ran the show. I also didn't know Brooklyn had another top ten player. I didn't know. That. Oh well, I mean, well, not top. Okay, a top five, a top seven, a top, a top fifteen player in Kyrie Irving. Fair, that's fair. Um, all right, let's let's talk about some of that stuff. Let's talk a little bit about whether or not they could potentially have a deal done behind the scenes. But uh, thank you, just here for coming on. I appreciate, appreciate it, Chef. All right, guys, what do you think about that idea, that concept that maybe behind the scenes the Lakers already have something done? To me, like, why why are we hearing all the Pacers stuff then? Why are we hearing the stuff about the Jazz and all that? If the Lakers already have things done with the, with the Nets, maybe it's, you know, to push the Nets to not demand quite as much or something. But I don't know if I buy the whole, oh, it's already done. They're just like the second a Durant trade gets done, immediately a Kyrie Irving trade gets executed. I don't know if I buy that that premise. Does anybody else have a, a, an opinion on that? And think that that's a, a likely or unlikely scenario? I don't think it's done. Like, it, why would they talk in the Pacers as deep as they are if that was done? Um, and secondly, can I give a virtual hug for, to Sean? Sean needs a hug. You need a hug, Sean. <laughs> I'll take the hug, but what do I need the hug for? If you don't mind me asking. You sound so great. What happened? I'm so depressed. <laughs> no, what? No. Virtual um, hug coming to you, bud. Okay, I, I accepted it. Uh, I, I would like to reject the hug when we play you guys week one and win, but you know, that's neither here <laughs> nor there. Um, I don't think that. Oh, uh, look at my little brothers arguing. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the deal's done, but. Um, I was about to say. Never mind. I lost it. See, see, you lost it. See what happened. Well played, Ryan. Well played. Starts talking. Great job, Ryan. I, I, th- I think the framework for deals are in place. I don't know if they're necessarily finalized, but I mean, we've been talking about these trades at nauseum now for a while. Like, 
you'd have to imagine that like they have like okay if this happens we can pull this deal if this happens we yeah. can do this deal um i don't know if necessarily finalized but like it's just like the general framework and i bet like the details are really just like haggling over picks like or uh protections on like picks and stuff like that i, I feel like that's probably like the last part to this no mind i remember now ryan tried to stop me he failed um <laughs> well i was gonna say well, even though i don't think a deal is done I think it's a very, very good thing that the Lakers haven't pulled the trigger or anything yet. Now, granted, that might just be Rob having some patience for once, but I think it's a good thing that they're being patient, that they haven't pulled the trigger or anything, because that means that, hey, maybe this Kyrie Irving thing is still a legitimate possibility instead of Rob being overly aggressive and offering all the picks to Indiana or, or the, the overlord package to utah or something like that so i think it is a good thing um i'm in agreement with matt too i think the the foundation of a package done if a Kevin Durant deal gets done as well yeah i agree with matt and sean on the framework of a deal being there in place it kind of reminds me i know this is a little different situation but i could see a scenario where when kevin durant gets traded like literally minutes or maybe an hour later Kyrie gets traded just like how when Kawhi signed with the Clippers and then yeah. minutes later, Paul George gets traded. Forgot. That was crazy. I still remember that. That was. That was a crazy. That, then that was, was right so before, crazy right right before Vegas. That was, was, that was the night of the earthquake. That was crazy. Thanks, everybody, for coming in here. Make sure you do follow all these guys across social media. And of course, don't forget to follow at Lakers Nation. Till next time. See ya and stay safe.